Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast. I'm Laura. This is Diane. We're at episode six. We're so excited you trek and join and walk along with us with the word of the Lord. Today, we're going to be talking about loopholes. And you might think, loopholes? Where scripture is that? Well, we've been talking about God's promises, His faithfulness to His promises. We've talked about difficult promises and then the guardrail promises that keep us in check. And so what about when we say, you know, that verse is for Susie, but I don't know if it's for me. (laughs) And so we want to not look for loopholes. We want to delight in Him. And so we are so excited you're here. looking for loopholes or seeking to delight in his heart? That's the question that we need to ask ourselves. And honestly, I'm guilty of both. I have looked for loopholes and then I have wanted to delight in the Lord's Mm -hmm. heart. And so as I was looking up the word loophole, originally they were arrow slits, arrow slits in vertical windows that um, armies would use to shoot arrows out. They were the small, thin windows and they could have protection, but yet they could shoot their arrows. But um, when you look at what that is today, it's an ambiguity that can be used to circumvent or avoid the purpose implied or explicitly stated. So we want to go around what we're supposed to do, right? So the word might say something, but I don't really like that. So how can I get around that? And so as we were talking about this idea for the podcast, you know, of course, we always want scripture to be the basis. And so I thought of the story in Matthew, when Jesus is talking to the Pharisees and the scribes, and um, this is what, I'm going to read it to you. It's a small portion of scripture, but it says, um, some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arrived from Jerusalem to see Jesus. They asked him, why do your disciples disobey our age old tradition? For they ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand washing before they eat. So, you know, the Pharisees and scribes are upset. But Jesus, like he does, turns the tables. And he always gets to the heart of the matter. And he says, Jesus replied, And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? Right? He's straight up, always. Mm -hmm. For instance, God says, Honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. Mm -hmm. That's a serious consequence, right? absolutely. But you say it's all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you. Mm. For I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. (laughs) This is the Lord's soul. Sorry, can't share with you. Exactly. right? Exactly. So the parents were in need. And as children, we are to honor our parents and help them when they're in need. But they would say... Sorry, can't help you. That belongs to God. Mm -hmm. Oh, you need some finances? Sorry. You need help with, um, you know, food? I'm sorry, that belongs to God. And they would not give or honor to their parents because they wanted to keep those things. In this way, you say they don't need to honor their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. Wow. You hypocrites, Jesus says. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me, their worship is a farce, for they teach man made ideas as commands from God. And you know, we're no different today. Mm-hmm. We can do the very same thing. We can see God's word, reap, submit. Right? Wives, submit to your husbands. I don't want to do it. Right? So I love the response always. Whenever Victor Marks posts on submission, this is hundred, at least a hundred responses read. 
Yeah, if he's following the Lord. Yeah, and I had that in my notes. Oh no too. way! It's so funny. I said, I said, here's this one I've heard. Wives, submit to your husband. Well, my husband's not saved, and I'm not trying to submit to him. But when he gets his act together, then maybe I'll work on that. And so we like to change God's word. We like yeah. to circumvent yeah. the obedience and right. say, well, when he honors God, then I'll honor him. Yes. And we know, we know from Peter that that's not that's right. true. That's right. incorrect. Yeah. Because Peter yeah. says to submit, to honor your husbands, and they may be one. Right. Which means right. that's an un, um, non-Christian and unbelieving husband that you're to submit to. And of course we know, you know, if, if it's not... if. If our spouses or if our parents are asking us to disobey God right. or do stuff that would illegal or criminal or right. violates your conscience or you violates know, right. the word of God, that's then, right. Of course, yes. we don't obey in those circumstances. Right. But we like to circumvent. We do, we do, and I think it's it's very cultural. And being you know a, a lawyer in my career, I just think it's hilarious because when I see those commercials, and it'll say you know call us for you know free consultation, and then I always read the bottom line. The fine print. It's probably I'm the one of the only people that read it. I always read what it says. The same with the the medications. Mm-hmm. You know, it says oh your stomach's hurting, take this you know medicine. However, it may may re- result in you know enlarged uh, hair growth. It may re- result in, you know, tripping over your feet morning and night. It, there's always some like some kind of catch, but people don't always, you know, look at that. And so with loopholes, this just really, I've been thinking about this and meditating on it. And in the one-year Bible, you know, we came across Numbers. And I know that Numbers is, is not a favorite book of the Bible, but the whole counsel of God is important. We love it. You know, hide your word in our hearts so we might not sin against you, Lord. So I wanted to uh, have our viewers check out Numbers 22, 9 through 13. And it says, then God came to Balaam and said, who are these men with you? Just a little bit of background is Balaam is supposed to be God's man. He's a prophet. So who are these men with you? God is asking Balaam. So Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me saying, look, a people has come out of Egypt and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, you shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. Mm -hmm. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, go back to your land, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. So Balaam did not go on this instance, but in thinking about Balaam and just kind of perusing this portion of scripture, I didn't ever realize until recently that it's Balaam's mentioned in Jude. Yes. And so in Jude 1, verses 10 through 11 in the Amplified, it says, but these men, talking about last days scoffers, revile, scoff, and sneer at anything they do not happen to be acquainted with and do not understand. And whatever they do understand physically with their instinct, they're like irrational beasts. By these, they corrupt themselves and they're destroyed. Woe to them, for they have run riotously in the way of Cain and have abandoned themselves for the sake of gain, the heir of Balaam, and have perished in rebellion like that of Korah. So I was thinking, what was Balaam's big sin? What was so bad? Balaam looked for a loophole. He wanted the money. I can't curse them. God's telling me no, but I want the money. So what would I do? He couldn't curse God's people directly. That's what Balak wanted. So instead, Balaam came up with a clever idea and encouraged the Jewish people to intermarry with the pagan women. And seduce them. Sacrifice to Mm. idols, two things God hated, 
because God refused to curse his people. And so Balaam said, ah, they can curse, curse themselves. themselves. Yes, it is a tragic story. It is a tragic because story. Because when you see when you see the heart of God, right? You, we know that Balaam says to Balak, the king, who's promised him gold, yes. a storehouse of gold. Money, I money, will money. reward yes. you if you curse these people. Lavish. I look and you. I see all these mm-hmm. people and I hate them right. and I want them cursed. And and God's like, no. I love my people. That's right. I, and he blessed them. Yes. And he blessed them. And it made King Balak so mad because why are you blessing? I told you I'd pay you if you cursed them. But God didn't want to curse no. his people. But they devised a plan that they would bring curses upon themselves, themselves. Yep. by sexual sin and idolatry. Right. If they commit these sins, if you send the women, entice the Is men, oh, entice so them, sad. have sexual relations mm-hmm. with them, and then the women will entice them to worship corrupt their fa- them. Corrupt them. Right. Corrupt. And we see this, and that's what happens. And so then what? God has to judge them because God is holy and they're in sin. And it is, it's so sad. And here is Balaam looking for that loop. How do I get rewarded? How do I get that money? And he tried to curse them. Well, he said, whatever I say, I can only say what God allows Mm -hmm. me to say. Right. So then he says a blessing and Balak gets mad. So then he comes up with a plan. So he keeps trying to to scheme and connive and go around. Yeah. And I thought, well, why is this even important to talk about? You know, thank you for those of you that have commented, that have texted us personally, that have put comments on the internet and through the uh, different platforms that this is encouraging to you. So we'd say, well, why are talking about loopholes? Why do we even need to talk about this? So we've talked about God's word. We've talked about guardrail passages, difficult passages. So looking for loopholes, Diane, it's really a heart check. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And so we want our listeners and viewers to know that we don't have it all together. And as Diane said in the beginning, we've done this. We are all sinners saved by grace. We make mistakes. But what does it mean to look for a loophole? Well, I think it means, like we were talking about, just I don't want to obey this, or maybe I disagree with this. Mm -hmm. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're not even saying that, but maybe it's something that rubs us wrong. And I want to do what I want to do or do it my way. Um, You know, God cares about how things are done. He doesn't just care about what's done. He cares about how we do things. You're absolutely right. And we have to be God honoring through and through. Right. And so, you know, there's so many scriptures that talk about um, what we are supposed to do, um, how we are supposed to be, what we are not supposed to do, right? When we read through the word. But even more important than like be- obeying, let's say, the Ten Commandments, um, you know, the list of the law, um, what's God's heart? To yes. know his heart, yes. I think, is where we need to elevate it to. It's The word is not a list of do's and don'ts. That's right. And neither is Jesus. Right. He wants us to get to know the Father by getting to know Him. And so I thought of one example, and you and I were talking about this the other day. Well, the Bible doesn't say you can't drink. The Bible says don't get drunk with wine. Mm -hmm. So I've heard a lot of Christians say, well, but I just drink to take the edge off. I've heard people say, I'm living with my boyfriend, but we're engaged. We're planning to get married. Or... I fudge a little bit on my taxes, but the government doesn't do a very good job anyway. I'll just give this extra IRS money to a missions trip. Mm. You know, and so another one that actually I have to confess, it made me laugh from the Hispanic culture anyway. When somebody's 13 
and the sign says 12 and under is discounted price. Oh, yeah. Hey, mijo, just say you're 12 so we can get you the, the, the cheaper ticket. Are you teaching your kids that it's okay to lie? You know, and so we're, we're going around truth, mm-hmm. circumventing it, as you mentioned. And I think that it definitely, it's going to create a blockage between us and the Lord, right? If we're not honoring the Lord with our lives, with the secret things. You know, I, I, I had a friend one time and, and it hurt me, I have to be honest, but I was glad and refreshed by it. She told me, you always pray for me, Laura. She said, I have a confession. I don't pray for you. Mm. She said, sometimes I text you that I do, but, but I, don't. I don't. Wow. Such honesty there. It stung, yes. but I was blessed that she told me the right. truth. You know, there's lots of things um, in this world, I think, that we can flirt with, right? And we don't see the danger in flirting with things because mm. we don't see the seduction that's happening. That's and, such a good word, Diane. And, and Really so, true. You know, and we're yes. getting enticed. You know, the Bible says we drift into shipwreck. Mm. We don't one day 180 from the Lord. You know, we, we one decision at a time, slowly, slowly, our conscience becomes seared and we don't. We wake up and how did I end up here? Mm-hmm. How did I get here? What happened? Right. Slippery and, slope. Yeah. And so for me, like in our house, let's say, you know, I have um, teenage, young adult children and um, they can make their own decisions for lots of things. Let's say the music that they listen to or the movies that they watch, you know, um, they can make their own decisions on that. But for me, you know, I, I tell them, okay, I don't want music about drinking. I don't want music about suicide murder or drug use. I don't want music about sex because those are all things that do not bring honor or glory to the Lord, right? right? So that narrows down your ability to listen to music very, very, very small. You You have the Disney Channel. Boy, not even that anymore. (laughs) And so, you know, it's like... Star um, Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Um, So it's like for me, right? There's this song. uh, We were driving my brother, my son, and I forget who else was in the car, but we were going somewhere. And the song comes on and the song is, it's a country song, Body Like a Back Road, Okay. And the song talks about her body is like a back road. Oh he knows every, every, <laughs> I forget, every, You're making every me curve, blush, every, every, whatever. And, it, and, my, and it, I was like, what? What is this? And my brother's like, it's a good song. I said, yes, it's a good song. If you're married and that's, you know, the song you listen to. I said, but seriously, my son is dating somebody. I do not want that music coming right. to his mind. Seducing you. Seducing that's him so when he's true. alone with his girlfriend or, you know what I mean, right. on a date. Right. So for me, whenever I would hear things, and it could be a movie with foul language, okay, or a movie with inappropriate scenes. Stop, skip, turn it off, change it. You know, sometimes right. you don't know and you're, what is that? And you right. have to yes, stop it. Yes, yes, So I take my child and we go to the front our front door and above the front door is Joshua and it says choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve yeah absolutely and, and what is what I tell in our house we, we serve, serve the Lord. Lord that's right I can't control what you do out there I can't control what you listen to I can't control where you go but here God will be honored there's filters there you know there's and, gonna be filters <laughs> but if I sit and I watch something that has sexually inappropriate things or, or coarse jesting, sexual innuendo jokes. Right. Those aren't to be named among us. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching it and I'm taking it in through the TV, I'm laughing at those jokes. I am giving my stamp of approval on that behavior. And then how does that jive with the word of God when he says, let these things not be named among you? Mm. 
I, I'm giving, I'm right. a double standard. I'm a hypocrite, right? Mm-hmm. And so Absolutely. we have to check ourselves and check and encourage each other in these things. And you things. know what's so crazy, Diane, is that the Holy Spirit is in all of us. I, I read right. this quote one time and it blessed me. It said that when a child becomes born again, I'm talking like a 10-year-old mm-hmm. that the quote was referring to, they don't have a mini Holy Spirit. They have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is yes. in you when you get saved. yes. And so when you're five, when you're six, when you're 80, the Holy Spirit, don't watch that, my daughter. Right. Don't listen to that, my son. He's telling you, but the more you ignore it, we all know this, you're numbing it. You're numbing right. him. Right. You're, you're, he's going to say, okay, I keep warning you, but you're ignoring me. Mm-hmm. And so we have to nip those things in the bud and I'm not going to listen to this music and and or, or whatever it is. Or sometimes it's even friendships. I've had the Lord yeah. tell me, you need to back away from that friendship, Lord. And I'm going, but I love sister so-and-so. And the Lord goes, you need to back away. They're influencing you in a way that's not honoring to me. And, and you I look think- for the low pole. But I'm helping her, Lord. And but I you? told you. Yeah. back away for for whatever you know negativity or sometimes the lord is saying let me minister to her well in some you know things I mean? too it's like we have to check ourselves yes because jesus yes. loved sinners yeah of course jesus, they yes fell he died at his for feet. sinners he held them he ate with them so much so that jesus was thought of as a, a drunkard right yes. and a glutton mm-hmm. and um because he was so much full of joy and sinners would flock to him but he was never tempted or enticed by their ways. We are human and we are flesh, right? Yeah. And we can be tempted or enticed. Right. And we have to be careful that if if we are, you know, let's say you're going out with your girlfriends and when you hang out with certain friends, your temptation is to gossip. Yeah, right. <clears throat> we need to be wise. You see, Jesus would not be tempted to gossip. He was always a light. And if our light is being dimmed by where we're going, what we're doing, who we're associating with, then we need to seek the Lord and make adjustments. I have a, a, a story you just reminded me of. So I have a dear friend of mine for many, many, many years. She's not Christian. And her and her boyfriend bought a condo together and they were having a housewarming. Mm. And I said, Lord, this is a celebration. I don't feel peace about going to this mm. event. I love my friend, but... I just didn't feel right, you know, and I've heard this with a lot of sisters about baby showers. You're giving the baby a gift if if the couple is, you know, not married or, sure. or whatnot. It's it's kind of a different scenario, and, and it's everybody's conviction. If the mm-hmm. Lord's telling you not go, then you don't go. But in this specific situation, I did not feel peace about going. Mm-hmm. And so I did look for a loophole. I was at a women's retreat that week, and I said, I have an event. I can't go. I didn't want to go. Um, I didn't tell her that I didn't want to go, but... The point is, my conviction was, it's not honoring to me. This new home is not a home where I'm honored. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you might have a neighbor in a new community and they're not believers, and God might tell you, go to their house for me. Right. So- well, I think, you know the, what I, mean? I think the difference is if they're claiming to be a believer or not. True. Because true. we, we that are is very to true. love um, every, well, everyone. Right. But right. If, if, you, if someone is saying that they're a believer and they're living in sin, that is right. different. We're not, we can't be removed from the world. We can't course, expect yes. sinners to act like they're not, um, right. the unsaved to act as if they're saved. You know, and I think that we, that's where we need to seek the Lord and be right. led by the Holy Spirit. Right. I was reading in 1 Corinthians, you know, you know the scripture 10, 23, and 24, that all things are lawful for me, mm. but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. That's right. Let no, and here's the, here's the clincher, you know, let no one seek his own good, but that of his neighbor. 
Now, the context here is idol feasts. And, and, and we're exhorted in Corinthians that the people were not to participate in idol feasts where they would have idols, they would worship these idols, and they would eat the meat that was sacrificed to mm-hmm. them. Now, you have to remember, idol worship in Corinth and Ephesus in the Old Testament was gnarly, right? Yes. They would have I was thinking orgies. like a big Super Bowl party. Or I mean, but worse. way worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would have these orgies. They would have these um, sinful, de- debaucherous events where they would worship, and then they would partake in these feasts. Now, he's saying, you know, do not eat the meat sacrificed to idols. Then he goes on to explain later. But if you don't know that it's been sacrificed to an idol, partake of it. Your conscience is clear. Right. Right. If you go to someone's house, they invite you for dinner. Don't ask any questions. Just eat what is set before Mm -hmm. you. I'm Mm -hmm. paraphrasing. Right, Um, right, right. But then he says, but then let's say you are there and you're a believer and you have a friend there and the the friend asked or somebody else is there and they ask, oh, this meal, this meal was sacrificed to whatever, such and such an idol. Oh, yes, it was. At that point, you abstain. Why? So that you are showing that you are not participating in the worship of this idol. Yes. It's a witness. Yes. So, you know, we have to be careful and we have to always keep the other's good. Yes, that is In so mind. encouraging. And I, I've had this discussion with relatives that are Catholic. And so if you're born again, I've had this discussion with relatives that say, I'm born again. I don't agree with the mass and the means okay. of a Catholic communion. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go up there and partake of mm-hmm. communion. I've talked to other believers that are born again. Christ followers love Jesus, mm-hmm. and they say, I have no problem. I can take the Eucharist. I'm not praying to Mary. I'm not worshiping the Pope uh-huh. or this priest, but I want to take the bread um, and celebrate communion. I, I have no problem with it, the wafer, you know. And so I've talked to both, both about it because mm-hmm. there are idolatrous statues right around, you know, the Catholic Church. And we're not having a debate about the Catholic Church, but it's that same concept. Right. If you go into that funeral... And to honor someone that passed, and you say, I can't partake of that communion, um, that's between you and the Lord. Right. But then someone else says, I'm born again, and we're saying this is this is the bread of Christ, and I agree. I don't believe it's transubstantiation, it's turning into the body and whatever. I don't believe right. as they believe, but I want to partake. You then know? you seek the Lord and you obey the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. And right. I think that's what we and we can I have my convictions, right? They're my convictions. And I need to um oh obey what the Lord has laid on my heart, but I cannot place my convictions on you, right? Right. Um, you know, I think of um, James 4.17, and James 4.17 says, therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. sin. Mm-hmm. So like doing evil, failing to do good that we should do is just as sinful. And you know, we don't talk about that that often. No. It's always the no, 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 but we don't talk about, but what are you doing? You know, and I've often thought of uh, friends of mine and people that are so gifted, Mm -hmm. but they don't serve in those giftings. And I know everyone Mm -hmm. has different seasons and and all of that, but again, are we ignoring the prompting? Oh, they got enough servants. I don't even- We never have enough servants. I'll tell you the (laughs) truth, right? That's a lie from the pit of hell that there's enough servants. We never have have enough. We always need volunteers. It we is always need help. We it's, always it need. Is. I mean, that's like saying, you know, you've donated enough. We could never donate enough, well, right? And in a way, it could be, maybe you call it excuse, maybe you call it, call it a loophole, but you could say it's a loophole. Look at all those 10 people serving in the mm-hmm. hospitality ministry. They don't need more helpers. Oh, they do. But if God is telling yeah. you, maybe you could free up Susie so she could go 
you know, take a vacation or something. Or, you know what or I'm saying? a rotation basis. Yes. So that some people can come and enjoy and, you know, and do it that way. Yes. Right. I think if you serve in a church in any capacity, you know that we could always use servants. And that is a lie to keep you yes. from one giving being your blessed, gift. giving and, and using you your use gift. your gift, right. you grow in your gift. You don't right. grow if you're not using it. That's right. Right. It That's can stagnate. Right. Yes. Um, so I want to take a look at a portion of scripture from Romans, Romans chapter 14. And now I have a huge block of scripture here, but I'm going to see. Let's see. Let's just start. It says, um, I'll begin in verse 12, actually. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Mm. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble. Amen. There is so much truth there um, that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. So I need to check my life and how I'm living. I don't want to cause others to stumble and fall. My job is not to condemn anyone else. That's right. The word is a mirror. It's not a magnifying glass. I'm going to say that again. The word is a mirror. It's not a magnifying glass. The word shows me who I am and what I need to change. I'm not to be using it inspecting other people to find sin in other people's um, hearts, minds, and lives, right. you know, but I need to make sure that what I'm doing is not causing others to stumble. It says, um, I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person, it's it is sin. wrong. And mm-hmm. this is what I'm talking about, the conviction that you have in your own in your own spirit. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone wow. for whom Christ died. Wow. My actions can ruin someone for whom Christ died. That cuts to the quick it of my does. heart. Like what I do, what I um, what I don't do, what I say can ruin someone. Like I know, you know, being my husband's in ministry, and I'm sure you've experienced this yourself. We have come across people who are broken. Their walks have been ruined by the actions of others. Mm-hmm. And and for me, it's like, you know, they they get caught up in the, the wake of somebody else's life, if you will, by what they're doing, by what they're not doing, by how they're behaving as a believer, yes. right, that is just ruining their walk. I, I always say they get derailed. By, by unbelievers. But then it goes on to say, then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. Mm-hmm. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat right. or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So how about this? Let's, instead of looking for loopholes, live a life of goodness, peace, and joy in yes, the spirit. Amen. Don't we need joy? If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then, let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better to not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there's nothing wrong with what you are Mm -hmm. doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. We need to follow the convictions that right. the Holy Spirit yes. has given to us. Yes. If you do anything you believe is not right, you're sinning. 
And so here, this portion of scriptures in Romans 14, this is the NLT, and I love it because it makes it so plain, that I'm supposed to be about living a a life of goodness and peace and joy. Don't we need joy? Yes, yes. And the verse that came to my heart was, delight yourself. The practical ways that people sometimes, and us included, look for loopholes, you know, the thing of I'm going to fudge a little bit on my taxes. Mm. You know what? Uh If you're delighting yourself in the Lord first and seeking his kingdom first, he's going to bless you financially. He's Jehovah Jireh. If you train up your kids in the ways of the Lord, watch what he's going to do. You know, stay on God's course. Don't try to get around and look for loopholes and and circumvent, as you said, but delighting in him, pursuing him. And this Romans uh, passages that you read is so convicting and so good because I think that the world does need more joy. They yes. want to see us joy-filled. I mean, I know for Chuck and I, and in our marriage, you know, been married, you know, 23 years, I want people to look at us and say, they smile. They like each other. They love Jesus. They have joy. They like each other and they yes. have joy. And they serve God. They love people. You know, no, we don't have it perfect or anything like that. But I'm saying we're, we want to model and show the world a joy-filled marriage, joy-filled parenting. It isn't like, you know, that funny saying a lot of pastors use, you know, why do Christians look like they sucked on a, a lemon with a salalito mm-hmm. in, the, in the middle? But it's true. It's because sad. Because you know what? God's law I love this scripture. His word is like honey. Mm, It's sweet. It is so true. I mean, God's word over bread. God's word over coffee. God's word over anything because it's nourishing us. It's that substance that we need. Mm -hmm. It's, It's our daily bread. I mean, Jesus said, what did he say? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So as God's filling us and giving us scripture and we iron sharpens iron and getting fellowship, we should talk about these things. Friends, talk about it. Say, you know, I have a couple of selfies of myself in a bikini. Is this okay, Sister Diane? What do you think? If you're not sure, friends, talk about it with another sister. And if you're not sure, isn't it say, then don't do it? (laughs) That's what it says. Straight up. That's what I just read. And so if you're not sure, take that as a prompting and then act in accordance, right? Yes. And so I was thinking, you know, we're talking about numbers. And I have this down to the seduced into sin part from Numbers 25, 1 through 3. And it illustrates how we talked about it, how we're seduced into sin. And, and, And I was reading this book. It's called Live Not By Lies. Phenomenal. I encourage you to get it and to read it. It is encouraging. The beginning is it's it's a lot of history. It's hard to read in the sense of you're looking at um, you know, St- Stalin and Lenin and Russia and Czechoslovakia mm. and the oppression in the under totalitarian regimes and uh the reign of terror. Okay, but you're seeing in it the believers stand and what their mindset was wow. and how they could stand. And then it teaches you how to stand yes. in the midst of uh, lies and propaganda and when you live in a world of lies. Timely. Very Super timely. Super duper timely. But it has this portion and it says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it says, as believers, we must see ourselves as being dropped in enemy occupied territory. We're paratroopers. We are, we have been dropped in enemy occupied territory and we have a mission. Yes. Our mission is to be a living testimony of Jesus Christ. Now this is my adding in Mm -hmm. here. Um, To show this world Jesus and to take as many souls with us to heaven as possible. My focus can be on completing my mission or or I can focus my agenda, my liberalities, what I am free in Christ to do. You know, I can focus on that or I can focus 
on being obedient to the Lord. And I can focus and understand I've been dropped in enemy-occupied territory. I have a mission, the Great Commission, right? Yesterday, 3.16, John 3, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He is the only way, according to Acts 4.12. There's no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. If this is true, Christian, if we believe this, we've got to be about proclaiming it because our time is short and act like it. Or we can be, or we can be focused on what I want to do in my liberalities, but it can't be both because the soldier that's been dropped in enemy occupied territory and on a mission, he's not worried about his freedoms or what he can do, or he's worried about his mission and he's fulfilling his mission minded. Uh, Either I'm looking for loopholes or I'm seeking to delight his heart. You know what is such a sobering word is in Revelation when it says the church of Laodicea was lukewarm mm-hmm. and I spewed them out of out of my, my mouth. mouth. And so I pray and I and and this has been so encouraging to me. I pray it's been encouraging to you that we don't want to be lukewarm because like you said right. it's a slow drift. If I leave my coffee out, it's warm. I drink it, I drink it slowly, it gets cooler and the same with an iced beverage. Hotter iced, right? Yes, it's lukewarm. gonna it's gonna get lukewarm and we don't want that. And so, you know, friends, it's not a about how close can I get to the edge and not be considered a sin. Mm. It's about delighting in him, searching his heart, seeking his face, desiring to love him through obedience. As Diane said a moment ago, God is all about the heart, but also the method. The method, you guys, is Jesus. He is the way to the Father. And so as we're God, help me emulate Jesus. Help me talk like Jesus. Help me think like Jesus. And you're so right. I I, I think it's Charles Stanley, but it could be someone else said, when in doubt, don't. Yes. Those are words to live by. Yes. I actually do live by them. Because yeah. if I'm doubting something, if I'm not quite sure like that... um Housewarming party example that I gave to. I mean, it wouldn't have been a sin if I went, but I might have... I don't know. I mean, I really don't know, but I doubted. And you know... And I prayed on oh, it and I didn't go. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. Um, I have a story, quick story to share. Um, it was if, several years ago, we had a performance and I was backstage and the ceiling was T-bar ceiling and it was dripping and it was bowing. And I'm thinking the ceiling's going to go down and we have a bunch of kids in the back. And I'm like, what are we going to do? The performance is on, we're live. And so I got chairs and I made this circle with chairs and then I got blue tape. You know the tape you use for painting? Because we mm-hmm. had blue tape. Mm-hmm. And I wrapped it in blue tape and I called the 30 girls together and I said, look, do not cross these chairs. Do not sit on these chairs. I need you to stay away. And I pointed up and I said, look, that's going to come down. And now, you know, with T-bar ceilings, there's electrical also. So oh, there's lighting and there's water. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking this is going to be a problem, right? Oh, wow. And I was looking out for the best interest of the girls. I did not want them getting injured right. or, or anything. And so I'm explaining this to the girls. And immediately a six-year-old, no sooner do I finish, she steps up and proceeds to go across. And, <laughs> and I said, I called out her name. And I said, stop. What are you doing? I said, and I pulled her aside and I said, you were told not to cross. It is for your health. Safety. It is yes. for your safety. And so I, I, again, under no uncertain terms, are you to cross this or I'll sit you. And um, I was very firm because I was uh, concerned for them and for their well-being. But isn't that our flesh? Yes. Right? It's like the Lord says, here's this, don't go beyond here. Here's, don't fornicate. Okay? It's sexual sin. Don't do it. You know, whatever it might be, don't 
no idols before me. Mm. Um, all of these things yes. that the Lord has set for our best interest. And what do we want to do? We want to creep. How close wow. can I get? Like that right. six-year-old, right? How close can I get? Can I peer over? Our sin nature. Can my toes, mm-hmm. my toes cross? You know, can I stick my hand through? Can I touch the fruit? Can, can I? Serpent? Can I just look at it? Can I smell it? Can I? Can I take a photo of it? Can, can I just take a lick? I'm not going to bite it. Right. Can I smell it? And we, we involve our senses and we That's want to do so it and we become true. enticed. Because instead of saying, oh, she has my best interest at heart in this case, or the Lord right. in, 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 in all In the bigger things, picture, right, right. Right. I'm going to back away. I'm going to stay away from there. I'm going to take that warning. Amen. And heed it. Because it's the heart of God. You know, he's Alroy. He sees you. He loves you. He's our father, our Abba. And he wants our best interests. And he mm. does protect us. And I think of like Balaam. Balaam got killed. Balaam's mentioned again, Diane, in Revelation. Yes. We don't want to be like Balaam. <laughs> no, we you don't. Know? And you know the beauty? I love that you pointed out Balaam as an example because you're reading the Old Testament in Numbers. Now, I know Numbers gets a bad rap. Read it. And as you read it, my encouragement is, Lord, give me a love for numbers. Mm. I love the book of Numbers. There are so many amazing stories in and the conquest. book of Numbers. Conquests in the book of Numbers. So much good stuff. And God acts in crazy, miraculous yes, ways. Yes, I love he it. Does. Okay, I'm not so big about the, you know, this tribe had this many people, this tribe <laughs> right. had this many thousand warriors. Right. Okay, that gets a little boring. Tedious or, or whatever, tedious, yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's so much good in there. Um, and so I encourage you to read it. But... You have to read the old and simultaneously read the new because the old interprets the new and the new interprets the old. And then you have the whole counsel of God. And then you're seeing how things parallel, right? You're seeing the correlations and the connections. You're seeing, oh, wait, this was mentioned in here. Oh, and here. And the Lord takes you on journeys where you get to go back and forth and you're encouraged in your walk and you're enriched because you took the time to read the the book, the boring book, they say, the book of Numbers. But there's so much in there There and it's so good. And there's a reason why Jude mentions Balaam. There's a reason why he's in Revelation. He's a warning. Yes. And I I, I believe that's a, a perfect summary of what this podcast today, episode six, is all about. It's a warning. It's a warning to us. You know, we do live in a very... Uh, open culture. You know, there's a lot of freedoms here. We don't have to walk around women covering our Mm. faces. And like you said, all things are lawful, but not all things edify. I mean, there's so many scriptures that encourages us. My daughter, my son, don't look for loopholes. Look to delight his heart. Mm -hmm. Look to please him. Look to worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, I don't need to go to church. I'll just watch watch online. Okay, yes, sometimes. You're sick, of course. Stay home. But are you looking for a loophole? What is your heart? What does God's word say? Don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren. We can go to the word and encourage in that, right. right? Yes. So my encouragement, my exhortation to you would be, if you are afraid, and maybe you have valid fears, maybe we're giving in to our fears, seek the Lord and obey and watch what he will do. Yes. That doesn't mean that you won't show up to church and get sick. You probably will. You know what I mean? Right. Because when we haven't been around people and then we go around them, that's just what happens. And then our immune system builds and it gets stronger, right? Right. And that's a good thing. It is a good Sorry thing. Sorry to interrupt. No, go no, ahead. no. It's okay. So again, we are just so blessed that you're here. We've been encouraged ourselves. We are so thankful again for those of you that have commented and we just are, you know, two gals that love Jesus. Yes, we want to, you know... track in the word of God together, share these nuggets with you all, you know, don't forget to subscribe and like and on YouTube and Apple podcast and Spotify. And one verse before we close out. Yes, please do. Uh, Second Peter one, three. 
It says, by his divine power, he has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. He's given us all we need, all we need pertaining to life and godliness. That's right. We're not defeated. We're victorious, you know? And we can live it out. We can. It's possible with Christ. It is possible. And we're talking about going to church, same Get with a friend, get accountability, get a prayer partner. You know, we need each other. I'm hurting today. I'm having a hard day. I'm snapping at my kids. My husband and I are fighting. We need to be real with each other, you guys, and we need each other. And if there's, you know, an area of your life that you're stumbling in or getting tempted in, tell somebody because God wants you free and he wants you to yeah. walk in holiness. And the truth will set you free. And sometimes just the confession, I'm struggling here, yes, strongholds so good. are broken, right? Amen. And we need your giftings, right? I'm encouraged by all of those who come and that we get to, you know, talk with and encourage one another, bear one another's burdens and your works of service. You know, um, if you don't, like we were talking about the other day, Laura had mentioned, if you don't come to church, you're not serving. Right. And we're called to serve, yes. right? Yes, yes. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining with us. And we just pray you're blessed. Have a good one.